0: to go now?
1: Awesome. Well, uh, we don't want to wait.
0: <laughs> we don't want to wait, Smallville. Uh,
1: yeah, somebody save me, Edition. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Robin.
0: Uh, my name is Stephanie.
1: And I feel like I'm in uh, Walt Arnold's sweatbox in this uh, this room here. Uh, you know, I come in come into the the room to <laughs> record, and I am like, I'll flip the fan on for a little bit to air the place out. and Cool myself down, but uh stupid fan doesn't work, so now I'm like <laughs> dying. But uh, hopefully, I y'all
0: <laughs> y'all, Yan- y'all Yankees and your fans look, a fan uh, down here is like nothing, it does nothing. You know what I mean? Well, it's it's so freaking hot down here. <laughs> it, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah. I mean, I have an AC unit, but that's even more noise, so I was like, oh, maybe a fan will be fine.
0: Yeah, and that like AC units, like we had those back in the seventies, <laughs> and now I don't know. I'm I guess I'm spoiled, but spoiled. I don't know anybody spoiled. I'm spoiled, like <laughs> people with all. <oil>. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know anybody that has a, like a window unit, like a, a like like I get. I don't know. It's you all know, built you have into to, the
1: houses, right?
0: You have to have central heat and air here. You have to have yeah. central air to. Cool your house, and now we're so you know the house is sixty eight all the time. That's been wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but our power bills ridiculous. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter.
1: Before we get into our 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 episodes, I do have a little bit of trivia to work us in here. I'm constantly looking up articles around the time that uh, uh, the episodes air, just to have some you know extra thing about uh, you know extra information. So. I have something from Soap Opera Digest. Yes, I even looked up something from Soap Opera Digest. Wow. Uh, It's a quote from Michael Rosenbaum, and apparently at this time, people were already starting to ship Clark and Lex together. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yes, the Clex fans. I (laughs) cannot. Wow. (laughs) They started coming out, no pun intended. Uh, Yeah, I can't
0: believe that. Well, the
1: funny thing is, is that uh, here's Michael Rosenbaum being asked about this, so he's got to respond to it. So here's his question, or here's his okay. answer. Okay. Uh, well, everyone's imagination is different. I'm open to playing gay characters, but Lex isn't gay. That's not the story. But you know what? Clark is a very good looking guy. If Lex <laughs> were gay, he would definitely hit on him. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, and um, as another, you can tell that. I mean, I think it was like last year or so, Tom Welling posted on his Instagram that he was out like on the lake with uh, Michael Rosenbaum. They're like good friends and they're already friends at this point. And, uh, from, uh, Tom Welling is already nominated, uh, as one of people's most intriguing people of 2001. Yes. This, this show has been on the air for like six, seven weeks. (laughs) This is already happening. Um, it says uh in the article inside says uh that ar- uh Tom's not letting his newfound celebrity go to his head and Michael Rosenbaum says I tell him if his head gets too big I'll start calling him Tom Swelling
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> So that's what's going on uh in this like 4 week period
0: Huh yeah, Morgan watched with me, and she was like, Lex Luthor is too involved in these teenagers' lives. <laughs> I said, but if you watched it, you would see why he's so intrigued with Clark. He's trying to – so what's so great is you don't know, is he being a true friend? Does he really want Clark and Lana together? Does he- Is he really a frenemy? Is he really just trying to figure out how he got you know rescued from his Porsche, you know – it's just really great. You don't know. You're, you it's don't a mystery. Really mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: because there's some interesting stuff that's uh, even talked about um, in these episodes, too. Let's just talk about the episodes one by one here. Uh, November 21st, 2001, saw the arrival of Craving. And, uh, oh,
0: my God, I love this
1: <laughs> So, what would you think about Craving?
0: <laughs> I loved it. Oh, oh, Amy yeah. Adams and fat makeup. Jody, I can so relate.
1: Uh I uh just
0: want to be skinny. I'll do anything. I don't care.
1: Oh my gosh. Those stomach gurgles. I was like, oh, girl, Uh I have been there.
0: (laughs) 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 Yep. I mean, and uh, yes, it's cheesy. It's campy. (laughs) It's fun. When she ate the deer, you know, it's ridiculous. But. Mm And th- that whole effect with her jaw opening so she can eat a whole human being and a <laughs> deer is crazy, but that's what genre shows are. Uh
1: huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I'd, I'd love to actually see
1: what is happening because, you know, she opens her mouth up wide, and like we see uh, that douchebag Dustin, uh, uh, the after effects <laughs> of him, like before he gets killed, he is like this withered old person. <laughs> So it's not like she's like chewing into them. Is she just like sucking their the life out of them I, or the fat out of them? I don't know. Um, we didn't. Yeah, the f- uh, fat
0: out of them, I guess.
1: Who plays Jody? Amy Adams. Amy Adams, who is now presently Lois Lane in the movies,
0: like you would never
1: imagine. <laughs> Sixteen years ago, oh, the girl that played the fat the the fat vampire is. Uh, uh, is going to phrase it the right way. Fat, fat vampire, not fat vampire. Uh, fat vampire um, is going to be Lois Lane in about sixteen years.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Um, one of the producers, Miles Malara, said he was very happy with the casting. He says uh, uh, her work elevated the script, and that
0: uh, it did, it did. Like if you got just a plain vanilla actress, um, yeah. this would have been terrible.
1: Like her scenes of like. Like, take that scene when she's just trying to sit there, having a meal at the lunch table with Clark and Chloe. And she is just stabbing at that food with the fork, just mixing it up, just just getting in there. And and it's just so, like, man, you want to say, like, calm it down, you know? Uh, But uh, she's just so hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Miles also said that the teenagers really responded to this one. They really liked this one. Uh, Hmm. Greg Beeman says he was not as happy with this one. He says the show is still finding its feet. Amy Adams is great. But they're still trying to figure out what is appropriate and what is inappropriate to show on this show. Uh, and he said there were some scenes that were a little creepy. I think I think he's probably um, talking about the seduction of Justin, you know, in the boiler room. And, mm-hmm. you know, these are teenagers, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's nice. to. See. It's kind of like, oh, what was the movie? Oh, you know, sometimes it's nice to see the unassuming little girl be the uh, be scary and be uh, the predator.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is actually our first case of a reluctant uh, killer. Like this freak of the week is not like all of a sudden mustache twirling. She's just like, I'm hungry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't help
1: myself. Um,
0: Yeah, I took notes to remember exactly what happens to her. So she tries to blow up her and Clark in the greenhouse, but he he rescues them. So they're out on the the lawn, Mm -hmm. and then that's the end of that scene. But then at the very end, before Clark goes to Lana's house to give her her birthday present, um, he makes this offhanded remark about how her and her dad are at the hospital, and she's getting help.
1: Yeah, so I guess – she lives and hopefully they won't grow vegetables in glowing green rocks anymore <laughs> <laughs> and I love it it's like um, you know it shows her pulling his vegetables out of this greenhouse and she's got soil but the soil has all these glowing green rocks in it and um, and we get we get to talk about uh, Lex in this episode too and how he has a high white blood cell count and the doctor's like oh yeah I've seen a lot of strange stuff in Smallville and it's like and Lex is like why do you think it's going on and he's like oh well some say Luther Corp contaminated the environment (laughs) and I'm just like or maybe all the glowing green rocks that are everywhere (laughs) maybe (laughs) Uh,
0: well you know science it's not perfect
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was so funny like uh, you know, and it, I have like notes throughout the episodes about how ridiculous it is that uh, I think it was like one of the episodes it was like, "Oh yeah, we brought the EPA uh, and they investigated the meteor rocks and didn't get anything from it." And I'm like, "Really? They didn't get anything? Like these rocks seem to like you touch them and you get powers."
0: You know? I I know, but I understand that yeah. they're they're foreign, they're alien rocks. Mm-hmm. There's nothing here to test them against, so we don't you yeah. don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Uh, but Okay, who was the guy The the scientist that's studying the rocks That's a pedophile or something is Oh,
1: oh, he? oh, you mean Dr. Stephen Hamilton His Hamilton. name is Dr. Stephen Hamilton And there are many meteor rocks He's going to dig
0: up <laughs> Just <laughs> two ways He's very familiar Who Who is he?
1: Oh,
0: um <laughs> the <actor>. this, this,
1: <laughs> Don't get me into the song again Um uh, He's played by Joe Morton, who is, uh, I think, one of the first movies I ever saw him in was uh, Brother from Another Planet. Um, But he was also uh, the doctor in Terminator 2.
0: Okay. Um,
1: He plays uh, the dad in Scandal. Um, And he's Uh, actually another – he plays another doctor in uh, Batman versus Superman and uh, upcoming Justice League as well. He plays uh, Dr. Silas Stone. He's the father of Cyborg.
0: Did they do that on purpose? I
1: don't know. Huh. Uh, but, uh, yeah. I mean, it's funny because you see throughout all these, like, superhero properties, like, they like to recast, um, you know, people who were in previous roles. And you'll see so, that here in Smallville.
0: Okay, so later on, like, the episodes of Smallville that I saw, the ones with Katie, what's her name? Well, Cassidy. Ca- careful,
1: people, okay. people
0: are, people are. Uh, okay, listening. the, the, the episodes that I saw later on. Yeah. Is is do I know him from those episodes? Is he still uh, in the no. show later on?
1: I don't. Um, is that spoilery <laughs> to say?
0: Okay, never mind. Never mind. Let's <laughs> move on to something else.
1: I would say no. You probably don't know him from this. He's he's uh, pretty well contained in the uh, Smallville arc of the Smallville show. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, while he's still in high school. Mm, okay. Um. Sam Jones uh, was pretty happy about this episode because he got to do some stuff. He got to be the guy that, you know, Jody's crushing on. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. because later on in the episodes, the other episodes, I was like, he gets like a line here, one of these like walkie-talkie scenes where he Mm -hmm. gets to, you know, say a couple lines. And I I say, oh, yeah, he got a big – Episode back in Cravens where he was the one in trouble that yeah. like uh, that Clark had to rescue. Yeah,
1: she pretty much like pushes him over and he gets knocked out by hitting the floor. I'm like, dude, you got to get out of football. Like, <laughs> you can't even get pushed over. Uh, yeah, uh, another funny Pete thing here is. Uh, Lex gets uh, interested in Chloe's uh, Newspaper The Smallville Torch And Smallville Torch actually had a website um, And Lex actually practically Shows viewers how to get to the website By typing the URL across the TV Screen uh, So if you pause it uh, You can see different articles that are displayed there And one of them is uh, Laura, Paul- Laura Potter's uh, Graduation speech but, um, Which is good continuity from a previous episode uh, but another great bit of continuity is that uh, Pete has an article all about taking a date out in a limo and how awesome it was. <laughs> it's just so funny! I got an article this week, Chloe. It's uh, I got a, I got to go to Radiohead in a limo. <laughs> uh.
0: Yeah, Morgan kept asking me, is Clark, like, really interested in the torch in the uh, school newspaper? Like, what gets him interested in b- in b- doing journalism and going to work at the Daily Planet? I said, Morgan, we got a long way to go. We to get there. <laughs> yeah. He's not even thinking about it. He's that a right. ninth grader. <laughs> I know Morgan's like, he's a 14-year-old kid. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's, like, six foot one.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, he's a big boy. Mhm. Um, Miles Millar also didn't like the the deer effect uh that the deer turning towards the car is total claymation <laughs> He says it's one of the worst effects we've ever done.
0: Yeah. And it actually
1: showed up on like the last day before they put it all together, so they couldn't go back and reshoot it or anything or mm-hmm. even cut around it. Um and the director only wanted Amy Adams for like the close up. But the rest of that scene is all stunt woman. Like he's like, I'm not going to make her walk around in the rain, you know, for take after take. We'll just use a stunt. Woman. So the stunt woman that actually uh, drives the car and um, crashes it and stuff is also acting in that scene. <laughs> so uh, I like, like stunt,
0: stunt people, the unsung heroes mm. of genre television.
1: I like Clark's line. What do you think, Chloe? Some sort of fat, sumpit sucking vampire in town? He like says early in the
0: episode. <laughs> it's like,
1: yeah, Clark. Actually, you're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, what else? Yeah, I I think Lex's future involvement also includes like uh, what he's learning here in this episode is this high white blood cell counts and what's wrong with him, and it's all kind of tied to Smallville. So, Lex has different. Uh, reason, many different reasons for digging deeper
0: Uh huh For being so inquisitive Into people's lives
1: mm-hmm. Oh and I also like that Jody Needs to lose weight for Lana's birthday party Like right at the beginning like, I have to lose weight for Lana's <laughs> birthday party <laughs> Everything revolves around Lana uh, yeah. um,
0: But And you know how uh, Jealous and I now, I mean, I totally see why people are so shipping uh, Chloe and Clark. Chloe, mm-hmm. you can see how Chloe like. There's so many scenes where Clark is walking away from Chloe, and Chloe is just looking at looking at him with big puppy dog eyes. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: and you know, when the paper nearly gets gets taken away from her for a little bit, and a couple yes. episodes from here, like she actually gets really really upset. And one of the things she says is it's the only thing that me and Clark do together get to do together that's like awesome. yeah so um, <laughs> yeah i wrote about uh, well you know uh lex lex investigates the torch he wants to because you know Chloe's investigating the meteor rocks and so he he's looking for some sort of sources that are unofficial to get into it and then he comes across uh dr Stephen hamilton and um uh, and um, and pulls a little blackmail trick on A uh, 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 trap on him or whatever Because he's not going to work for him But um turns out Hamilton couldn't say no to his students There's nothing like summer in the city Someone under stress meets someone looking pretty <laughs> And so Lex hands uh, Hamilton a check and says Nobody needs to know <laughs> Alright, I'm stopping, I promise <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Clark gives uh, Lana a happy birthday present They're her own personal drive-in movie. Her happiest memory was just falling asleep between her parents watching a movie and watching a drive-in movie. It made her feel safe. So, um, at the best needle drops of this episode, I wrote down, uh, Fuels Innocent, which is a song that plays while Clark's watching Lana through a telescope. There are many songs that play while Clark is watching Lana through a telescope and this one. <sighs> Uh, They actually played Enrique Iglesias' Hero, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) which is great. Like, a little on the nose there, Smallville, Mm -hmm. but, you know, maybe it wasn't as big back then. And uh, there's there's another song called Slide by Dido, and it's playing while Jody's on the scale. And just to remind you, the... Roswell was the being main competitor of Smallville uh. <laughs> at the time and uh, uh, Dido wrote the, the is famous for having the theme song for that show mm. and it's really funny I, I was reading more about this. Um, the UPN uh, threw a party around this time on the Paramount lot for Roswell and like their fans like a whole big party like to celebrate the third season premiere and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, guess who they hired to play that uh, concert. <laughs> Remy Zero. Remy Zero. <laughs> so they literally played the Smallville theme
0: <laughs> at the Roswell party,
1: which has got to be a little awkward.
0: Well, <laughs> sh- surely it was all in f- good fun. Just, I'm sure it's a friendly competition, you know.
1: Yeah, oh, it's just funny. All right, you want to move on to contenders? J- j-
0: j- j- okay. <laughs> I hated this episode. Oh. Okay,
1: why did you hate this episode? Uh,
0: I don't know. It was. uh, You have to explain yourself. I just hated the whole thing where they're in the um, Luther Corp. And the whole the hostage situation? The whole hostage situation and the third floor. Is there a third level? Uh, <laughs> sir, I have a question. My hand is raised. Is there a third level? What about the rumors of a third level? Like, <laughs> I, I just thought it was a terrible script and a terrible episode. But in that Candyman.
1: That is Scantyman, Man, that's Tony Todd. Uh, I, I should say about the writers, this is written by Sherry Bennett and Jeff Godesfield, who have actually a tiny list of credits on their IMDb, and most of it is just writing a couple episodes of Young and the Restless.
0: They don't do much uh, other other bill writing, so... Well, good. I need to go back to... Terrible yeah. daytime TV run.
1: Yeah. Um, this was actually also the fourth episode to be filmed. It was supposed to be the second episode and then ended up being the eighth episode. The reason why the script needed retooling.
0: Uh, um, they added
1: the the scene with um, Earl Jenkins and his baby at the beginning to make, uh-huh. make him more sympathetic. Um, yeah. They didn't – you couldn't sympathize with the villain at all. And they had to reshoot a bunch because um, – they directed the uh, they directed Tony Todd to play Earl, like, really evil, where he wasn't supposed to be playing evil. So uh, in an interview, Annette O'Toole talking about it said that Tony Todd ended up, like, just spending a whole month in Vancouver working on this one episode.
0: Oh, Because they had to
1: keep bringing him back.
0: Yeah, and so I know Chloe's, Chloe's racist, and... <laughs> Whoa, where, where are you getting that from? Because she's like... She's like, he needs help. He's a junkie. He's he's DTing. He's he's a drug addict. <laughs> he's shaking like crazy. He's sweating and shaking.
1: All right. Like, yeah, I that's true. That was why tacky. did you
0: why did you why
1: did you go right go right to uh, junkie? You couldn't have been like, yeah, like he's you got could, a terrible fever.
0: <laughs> yeah, you could have said something's wrong with him. What's wrong with him? It could be this. It could be that. Instead of oh, he's just a uh, you know. So I low did, life. <laughs>
1: So, I did, uh, tease you about, um X-Files people. Um, Tony Todd is one of them. He played, a, a villain in Sleepless, the episode Sleepless. Um, also, did you notice who Chloe's dad is?
0: No. Who is
1: Besides, freaking awesome.
0: Um, <laughs> He's such a dad. He is such a dad. <laughs> he is amazing.
1: Uh, let me just, uh, I, 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 I re- uh, welcome to Luther Corp, where we give a crap.
0: <laughs> like crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody have beans for lunch? Oh, <laughs> uh, so embarrassed! I mean, like game. the the worst dad for a teenager, you know, just around. <laughs> There's all my these Chloe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who is he?
1: Uh, he's played by Robert Wisden, who uh, is a very, very different character in X Files. He was the pusher. Do you remember the guy that, who pushed? Uh, people to set themselves on fire. There was this big climactic scene at the end of the episode where he made Mulder put a gun up to his head.
0: Oh.
1: Freaking. Yeah. And he came back for a sequel episode, Kitsungari, um, which wasn't as good. But uh, Pusher is just one of those legendary X Files villains. Mm-hmm. My fan has decided to finally come on. How about that?
0: That's weird.
1: He was also Richard Nixon in the movie Watchmen. <laughs> any of the, any of the mm. news footage is him as Richard Nixon. And uh, Gabe was actually in a deleted scene from the pilot, but uh, got cut out.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I, knew, I was like, eventually, Chloe's family will, sh- you know, these Pete's family will show up. You know, mm-hmm. we'll see these characters.
1: Yeah, um, a couple other casting things. Uh, Belinda Jenkins, who play, who's uh, Earl's wife. Uh, it's played by Lucia Walters, who was, uh, actually recently on iZombie as one of the real dead housewives. Um, uh, the character of Will, who is like the janitor who is like steam cleaning, um, and Earl ends up breaking through the, into the lobby of Luther Corp. Yeah. Played by Michael Eklund, who was in Arrow, Base Motel, Continuum. Uh, but if you've watched Winona Earp, um, he was like the main bad guy. played, he played Bobo. So, um, yeah.
0: Was this the episode where Clark has the party? No. Was that Rogue?
1: That's uh, That was Rogue, I believe.
0: yes. Oh my gosh. Why so do it, I have these? Is this the one where he has a
1: party? Uh, I try to keep my notes. People are yelling at their iPhones, and I am so sorry. It <laughs> must have been Shimmer. Was it Shimmer?
0: Damn it. Well. <laughs> anyway, that's one of my favorite uh, television tropes. Mm-hmm. It's when the teenagers have a party every time the parents are out of town. I love it, right. and I love oh, and it I love Okay, well, this was the only thing I liked about this episode. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I loved the uh, cl- what? Did, what did we call it? Clark Vision. Clark time. Clark- Clark time where he goes, where the guy's like, I'm going to hurl. So he goes and gets a bucket for him to throw up in. That was great. And now he cleans the house up.
1: Yeah, and his parents are sitting right there and Jonathan starts clapping.
0: (laughs) That's great. And Lex at the party, Lex brought fireworks. Yep. Because teenagers love fireworks, I guess.
1: Oh, well, geez, if it's a rager and there's music pumping, you know, uh, good times. This was, uh, it's funny because this episode's not known for being the first episode filmed in Metropolis, the first scene in Metropolis, but it is because, uh, uh, Jonathan and Martha have, a have their dinner date in Metropolis and go away to Metropolis overnight.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, you, you know, um, Smash Mouth is not a thing that's well-liked these days, and I'm not sure if it was ever well-liked. Um, one of their lesser-known hits, uh, Pacific Coast Highway... Uh, plays in the opening scene of this uh, episode, and it's really funny because you see uh, the camera kind of panning in and um, uh, onto the farm, and Smashmouth starts, and suddenly you hear Jonathan like smash something underneath the truck and get out and look really irritated. And I yeah. just had this feeling like he really just got pissed off at Smashmouth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like ah, playing that goddamn to hear this song. <laughs> Clark.
1: <laughs> uh oh yeah, the ratings war between uh Smallville and Roswell and twenty four. Um uh Smallville actually won over both of them this week for some reason. Even twenty four, Even 24, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Um
0: and, and Clark is always you know, he lifted up the truck because Jonathan had broke a exhaust something another mm-hmm. and so Clark had to lift up the car for Jonathan to get under you know he's always having to do something like that for his dad yeah
1: yeah it's funny because it's like you know Jonathan Jonathan doesn't come come off as the person who's like who's exploits his son I think if Jonathan can do it he'll do it
0: yeah but, but but Clark just wants to help out yeah
1: yeah
0: uh, I loved I, okay back at the party mm, yes. Lana comes to the party. Whitney comes in. and He's like mad because she's there and he's jealous. So they get up to walk out. Then these gossiping girls like move over to where Lana and Whitney were sitting. And they're like, oh my gosh, did you see? And I'm like, what are they talking about? Who are they? Who are they talking about? I've got to know.
1: <laughs> yeah. These, um, these extras, they got a little bit uh, more to do that day, I guess. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> they were so excited. <laughs> um. Uh, Tony Todd totally shakes that baby. That that was a little scary. Um, oh, we get a little bit of information about Martha in this episode. Martha actually lived in Metropolis as a, a young adult and moved to Smallville to be with Jonathan.
0: Mm.
1: Um, so that's, that's that's some history there. Um, what else? Yeah. So.
0: Uh, I was to- – when, when Lex came in to handle the hostage situation, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, Lex, you need this win. You need <laughs> to show your dad that you can take care of business. You Show know. sure the
1: Kents that you're an honorable person.
0: Right. right. That you deserve that handshake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then uh, Lionel comes in, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't <laughs> wait to see what Lionel I- – I love this. <laughs> I love this guy. John I Glover? I love John Glover. Yeah,
1: he's awesome. It's the only time in the series that Lionel wears glasses, too. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, really? He's wearing glasses. Okay. <laughs> and then he immediately is like, we do not negotiate with terrorists. It's like, dude, <laughs> you're like the owner of this plant, and this guy is like a employee of yours. Uh, yeah. and, you know, come on. And I, I love how Martha and Jonathan, how outraged they get at, at Lionel.
0: Yeah, because uh, she's like, my son's in there. Mm-hmm. Well, my son's in there, too. I'm, I don't care. I'm, I'm closing it down. I'm locking yeah. it up. And she looks at And she doesn't say, but she's like, you know, you're a monster. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, another reason for Lex to be interested in Clark is Clark has his family support and love and, un, you know, just What's the N word I'm trying to think of And <laughs> There's nothing like
1: More uh, Nothing stranger Than seeing Lionel Like him Hug, gi- giving hug l- his
0: child Yeah, yeah Like that And he's doing so- it For the cameras You know Right because He's doing it because every- Because people are watching
1: Lex just like Was like Oh we're gonna help Earl and his family You know <laughs> In front of the cameras And Lionel's just like Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's literally like Giving him a back rub
0: <laughs> Yeah Yeah the, it, it, as he's as far away from him as he can be, and it still be considered a hug. And, uh, <laughs> Lex is looking at Clark like, oh, I wish I had a family who really loved me.
1: Mm-hmm. <sighs> I did like the, uh, the work on the scaffolding. That's, that's like, a I I think that, that's in the title credits in the future. L- line or Lex f- falling off that scaffolding and Clark like catching him. And just, uh, I don't know. He's like, how did you how did you pull us up? He's like, oh, adrenaline.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. And when they go into level th- the third level, when those mm-hmm. lights come on, that looks really awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that whole the whole stuff outside, the whole hostage situation, <laughs> and I just like, ugh, I'm so it. bored.
1: Talk about bored, a con- bored. contrived apart. Did you notice right before they go in? He's uh, Gabe is like, all right, everybody, we're going to pass this buck around. You're going to put all your phones and jewelry here. Why? You know, no reason. <laughs> Just because we don't want any of you to have cell phones later. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and might as well throw jewelry in there for the heck of it. Like there, you're, it's a class trip into a fertilizer plant. There is no reason <laughs> to take people's phone phones and jewelry away. Like if there's some like high magnetism being worked on, or I don't know. It yeah, like company it seems
0: like, yeah, it seems like if you can't take your cell phone in Then children shouldn't be allowed <laughs> yeah.
1: Alright, well, best needle drop of the episode I put down uh, Bush's uh, song, The People That We Love Which is what Will is rocking out to when he's steam cleaning uh, Steam clean steam cleaning the Luther Corp lobby mm. uh, So that'll be on my playlist Let's get into Rogue, shall
0: we? Um... Let me tell you how I feel about Rogue. I think it's a very interesting episode because it's it's dark and Clark goes kind of dark when he gets angry when yeah. his dad is uh, threatened. But I, I'm sure teenagers all over this country were like, "I don't care about this dirty cop. I don't care."
1: <laughs> really?
0: I mean, the guy was a good actor, and it mm-hmm. was—I I mean, it, it was a very good episode. But I just don't. And I don't think teenage, the kids would like this one.
1: Well, I don't know about kids, but I know when I first watched this, this is like one of the ones that really drew me in um, this episode, just the fact that Clark could just smash this guy. He, yeah. and he tells Jonathan, I wanted to kill him, you know, yeah. and that's kind of messed up. And it's 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 interesting to hear Clark talk, talk about this. And also it's just like, you know, if someone that is like horrible, like Sam Fallon knows Clark's secret and how we can like get him to do whatever he wants and what, what do you do? You know, he, especially if you have like a moral compass like Clark Ken has, like he's not going to just toss him into the ocean. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, I do like the, the, the first time that, uh, Clark tries to get uh, take care of the problem is he goes in and busts in the safe and just drops it right on his car and then <laughs> hands him the incriminating evidence and runs away as the cops <laughs> are pulling up. I was just like, yeah, Clark, perfect. And you just see how happy Clark is and he's just like, this will like,
0: take care I've, of it. I have yeah, <laughs> I've this. It's done. Done and done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but unfortunately he didn't re- realize that this guy's got his fingers in so many different pots that he's just takes probably has got blackmail on all those cops that pulled up. Uh, let me give you some uh, trivia. This is the first uh, mid-season premiere, um, so uh, this was in January. We're now into two thousand two. Uh, directed by David Carson, who directed Star Trek Generations, um, and uh, they said something about David. Um, uh, they're talking about how Tom Welling is like growing as an actor, and, and Greg Beeman um, said. Uh, this is a big growing moment for Tom Welling in this episode because they brought David Carson in because they they thought he was like you know a good special effects kind of director but it turns out that he was he's an, actually an, an excellent performance director and Greg Beaman said that uh, Tom has like charisma and likability but he's also like nervous and inexperienced in front of the camera and David actually sat and worked with him on you know getting that angry intensity out of him. And, uh, and I think it really works. It's, it's His arguments with Sam, especially in the Kent kitchen, could be thought of as kind of a little bit too much. But I also really like it. It just like
0: – Oh, know. I thought it was great. Yeah. yeah. I mean it it could have been terrible. Yeah. But uh, that – because Tom Whaling is very good at that like little sheepish smile. Mm-hmm. And uh he does that very well. And yeah, that that getting angry that was pretty surprising. So I want uh, out. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: And I love I just love uh you know Cameron Dye plays Sam Phelan, and he was in Valley Girl. He was also in Last Starfighter. He's like an 80s actor. And I just love his his performance too. It's so freaking awful and menacing and creep and just like, Total asshole, and I just love his line delivery of uh,
0: "You didn't leave me with a lot of options."
1: <laughs>
0: uh, so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I know exactly. Uh, most people they walk into a a, is it? A, a a crack house and they have one 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 option uh, one scenario of how it's going to go down. But I have I always have ten options, and you <laughs> left me with no options. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I was like, what is he talking about? I don't uh, know. That's, but such I'm like on a,
1: board. that's such a tropey line, but it's I just love it. I love the performance and it's just like look at this scary adult like doing whatever like there's nothing that Jonathan and Martha can do about it. I mean Jonathan tries. He puts to, he puts old Sam over a table and he uh-huh. says, Do not push me. I love it. But ends up getting like Sam is such a horrible person. He just like drops a dead body in the barn. <laughs> just like
0: <yeah. laughs> There you go. And 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 uh, puts the the gun, uh, in the truck. Yeah, yeah. and I, it's it's sad because uh, what's so great is even as strong and powerful as Clark is, he can't beat this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got to think his way out of it. And yeah, and uh, you know it's 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 kind of scary too. I mean, he gets Jonathan put in jail, and and Clark like goes and tells him how much he wants to kill him, but it's like. You know if I was Jonathan, I'd be like, "What are, you, what are we going to do about this son?" You know like you know, there's only so many times that Jonathan can just say, say "You got to stay away from him because he's just going to keep coming. But the scene kind of ends, and there's no like plan. you know, Clark just kind of comes up with a, a different idea as soon as the museum heist gets started like, who threw that bag with the shield out of the museum and landed at our feet? Hmm, that's weird. <laughs> oh well. Uh, let me back up and give you some trivia. Okay. Uh, uh, we have the the appearance, uh, first appearance of Victoria Hardwick, of course. Oh yes. Oh yes. Uh, played by British model Kelly Brook, who was uh, who played Jason Statham's girlfriend in the Italian Job, and was also Jason Statham's girlfriend at the time. Yes, uh, <laughs> she doesn't really have many many other credits except for like Smallville and a couple other things. But uh, let's see. WB Entertainment President Jordan Levin uh, said at the time, "What we're going to start to see, because obviously they had their like mid-season WB like upfronts and all that." And he said, (laughs) "What you're going to see is some smaller, sort of mini arcs over the course of three or four episodes, where we do get away from some of the formulaic storytelling structure we sort of get ourselves boxed into. The Kryptonite villain of the week formula is becoming a little too predictable. The show will be building up to building up its mythology, as past shows like The X Files and Buffy have over time by focusing Mm. on Lex's studies into uncovering Clark's secrets." Uh, Levin assured that despite the possibility of some continuing plots on the show, each episode will still remain self-contained. We don't want to turn it into a serialized show. We do want to retain a closed-ended format, but we want to f- extend our mythology. And uh, And it was also announced that, at this time, that Smallville was renewed! <laughs> so, uh, hooray! There's another season to go through. Uh, uh, and also, Tolan Robbins got started on their uh, new superhero, uh, TV project Birds of Prey at this time they got the green light, which uh, didn't really turn out successful.
0: Wow! Yes, uh, we watched is, that. Yeah, this is, yeah I've watched something. that before yeah. it's, it's There's something. some good stuff. There's some good stuff. There's, some pe- there's some it's, just so, it's just so. It's just so cheap. Yeah, they should have put more money into it. Like it's it's so stagey mm. and it's it's just it's bad, bad, bad. Needed money. Um, this episode is the
1: first uh, recorded, at least, appearance of Evangeline Lilly in this show. Wait, <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, lost uh, Evangeline Lilly, who played Kate Austin, shows up uh, a few times in the background of uh, the museum scene. Uh, I couldn't get a good freeze frame. I couldn't quite figure out where she was. But there are a few more times uh, throughout the series where she shows up, and I do have some uh, screenshots of that from you know uh, uh, you know Smallville fan sites. Um, so uh, I will be posting those when they come up. Um, it's just so funny because here she is; she's just this extra on this superhero show that doesn't have any lines, that doesn't have anything. And in two years, she's going to be like in everybody's living room <laughs> on Lost. Hmm. <the> so. <laughs> It's just crazy. Uh, so, yeah, this is the first... Uh, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to the next uh, episode that I can show you where she is. Uh, I just couldn't find a good screenshot this time. Um, but if you study the museum scene, there's a couple of parts where I'm like, Is that her? That that is that her? I don't know. Um, Alexander's I, armor. Um, mm-hmm. Looks a lot like the S-Shield, of course. That's. Mm-hmm. I love Clark's line. I never knew you were a history buff, Lex. Like, oh, you didn't see that, like, fully, full battle scene of the Trojan horse going into Troy, like, a couple episodes ago when he came over to my house? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we see at the museum party that Whitney is looking a little upset,
0: and we we'll mm-hmm.
1: see more about that. But, oh, gosh, that, the awesome stunt we forgot to mention. The reason why Sam Phelan gets into Clark's life is because he sees Clark save a homeless person and a puppy. From a, uh, a bus that somebody has, like, this wild heart attack behind the wheel <laughs> and falls over. <laughs> uh, and that's a scene that we're going to see plenty of times in the opening credits with the bus, like, smashing around Clark. Mm. I really like that stunt. I didn't like, the yeah. however, that Clark is just, like, stops the bus, looks back, and sees that everybody's okay, and then he runs away.
0: <laughs> and then he's, yeah.
1: like, there goes the bus now. Um and then, as uh, Sam Fallon is approaching the bus and like looking around bewildered, that's when you see that the driver is getting up from behind the wheel and he's okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, the driver was having a heart attack.
0: Um, and then there's this stunt at the end in the museum. The not yes. stunt, the effect when he's going to shoot Clark and Clark. <gasps> yes. Avoids in Clark time avoids the bullet. That was pretty cool.
1: Right. Um, that's what Sam's Another like. Reason. The Sam Sam
0: goes. You may be
1: strong, but you're not bulletproof.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, mm,
1: well, I don't know. A bus smashed into him, and he didn't get a scratch. I don't know, but I guess Clark probably doesn't want to test that just yet.
0: All right.
1: But he is faster than a speeding bullet. We say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Let me put my e glasses away. <laughs>
0: Uh, but the reason that this character, Sam, is so good is because we saw him earlier try to blackmail Lex. Right? Well, no, he had an episode. That was, of-
1: the, that was the reporter, Roger
0: Nixon. Oh, that was somebody else. Yeah, he's another like, middle aged s- guy. <laughs> yeah. He's another average looking Oh he, But it's kind of all f- Fills together because the reporter Came trying to blackmail Lex mm-hmm. For some situations That happened In Metropolis when Lex was younger mm-hmm. And then this was the cop That Lionel used To cover up those things
1: Yep something around uh, Something around Club Zero Yeah we'll find out about that I did notice in the scene where um, Phelan um, talks to Lex in the beanery um, that, uh, the crossing- In the
0: overpriced coffee shop?
1: Yeah, yeah The crossing the Lancy's uh, poster is back up again So <laughs> that's good I like that the Metropolis police badge Looks like a Superman shield Which is
0: in uh, ah. the
1: comics as well <laughs> um, But I always figured It was the other way around I, You know, I figured that the M- Metropolis police Love Superman so much They're like, we're going to redesign our badges to look just like the shield <laughs> But instead it's in this universe, it's the other way around. Um, yeah, uh, Lex is a hostage negotiator. In the last episode, in this episode, he's a bomb squad. He, he There's a bomb outside. It's going to go off. Who decides to open <laughs> the, the newsstand and open the box? But Lex is for um, But, uh, yeah.
0: And then we have the whole um, Quan kicks Chloe off the... <laughs> Torch, and Lana Accidentally falls into be- Being the editor, but she's terrible at it And then she gets herself Kicked off by writing a story about Quan, yep. and then Principal Chloe's back
1: students freedom of speech. <laughs> Yeah,
0: The paper is my identity, it's the only thing
1: I do With Clark, and Lana says How she doesn't want to stand between her and Clark And Chloe's like we're just friends And Lana's like oh me too <laughs> We're just friends as well Like, mm-hmm. right, Yeah cause
0: really We have no evidence That that Lana likes Clark Like we don't know really how Lana feels about Clark
1: Lana does a lot of longing looks at Clark <laughs> But you know She has a boyfriend as...
0: yeah. yeah we don't know for sure now, We don't know, know for sure, sure about she gets Chloe a close, but... Yes
1: Anyway, the end of this episode uh, Lex sees something moving fast in the museum So that's another mm-hmm. like duh, duh, duh. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: And like? I like Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I, was I was just, just going to talk about Lex go ahead. <laughs>
1: go ahead, go ahead
0: <laughs> Sorry No, it, it might be more in the next episode Because oh. there's so much more takes place In Lex's Spanish castle house <laughs>
1: Yeah Yeah uh uh best needle drop of this episode is Massive Attacks Angel. It plays when Phelan is talking to Likes of the Greenery. It's a good song. Um and it's creepy. I don't actually have a needle drop for the next episode because nothing really stuck out to me. But shall we talk about
0: Sure.
1: and all the traffic going about my house? Let's talk about that.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Vampire Stephen your Sky. Yay! I wasn't sure if you'd recognize Vampire Steve. Oh my gosh, of course. You <laughs> know what I th- I feel this is what happened. I know this in my heart to be true. When Vampire Steve was cast in a zombie, uh-huh. they said, We need you to have a dorky haircut and he says, I got the right haircut. It's the haircut that I had back fifteen <laughs> years ago when I was in Smallville. <laughs> yeah.
1: There was more humidity though at that at that on that <laughs> set, you know. This one you know, straight down straight down, yeah. I love it. I didn't even realize that when we were watching IZombie that uh Cat Turton played Jeff Palmer on, on Smallville. And uh, my memory is so shaky that I might not have even remember who was who Jeff Palmer was, but it's so cool mm-hmm. to see.
0: I um, know, I instantly instantly I care about this episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and Amy Palmer played by uh, Azura Azure Sky. Yes. Which, by the way, anytime someone starts talking, uh, Game of Thrones and sits, starts talking about the prince who was promised, Azura High, I constantly say Azura Sky.
0: <laughs> yeah, cause so many, you talk to so many people who are, book, <laughs> who are Game of Thrones book nerds. <laughs>
1: uh, she's, she played Cassandra Newton in Buffy, another Cassandra who could see the future. Mm-hmm. Um and a little bit of uh, another trivia note. she uh, was one of the stars of Zoe Duncan, Jack and Jane, in which she was Jane and uh, her t- she had a twin brother on that show named Jack and Jack was played by Michael Rosenbaum. So when was that? <laughs> before Smallville? <laughs> I don't know I've never seen it.
0: Was it like a WB show?
1: Uh, I think it was like more of a Canadian show.
0: Oh, is Michael Rosenbaum Canadian?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: Azura Sky is Canadian.
1: Okay. Is she? Oh, I don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't
0: know. I don't know. I don't know, but I love her vibe. She just has this vibe I just can dig. You know.
1: Michael Rosenbaum <laughs> is a New Yorker. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Azura Sky is from California. <laughs>
0: so mm.
1: Both Americans. Okay. Work in Canada. Oh, it was a WB sitcom. I'm totally wrong. Sorry about that. Um, so, Duncan, Jack, and Jane.
0: I like how, you know, they have these uh, supercut videos of people in dramas who are walking around with empty coffee cups <laughs> and pretending to take uh, drinks out of empty coffee cups. Yeah. Chloe is carrying a coffee cup with coffee in it because <laughs> she spills it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I was I made a note about the mug because Chloe's big green mug really stuck stuck out to me, and I was like, wow, this beatery is like cool. It's like they don't just like hand out a bunch of paper cups. Although you need to see the paper cups at the tops, they hand out like mugs of different shapes and sizes. So it's mm-hmm. like, I want I want a latte, but I want it in the big green mug <laughs> so I get more <laughs> latte. Uh, a couple other uh, guest stars on this episode. There's. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say, I like the episode of X-Files called Too Shy, and one of the victims that gets away from Too Shy is called Monica, and that's played by Glennis Davis, who plays uh, Mrs. Palmer in this episode. Oh, okay. And of course, it's like, all I point out is uh, iZombie and X-Files guest people, so uh, the guidance counselor you see for a moment here is played by Brenda Brenda Critchlow, and she was in the uh, gossip episode of uh, iZombie. She was like the HR person.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Pfft. I didn't expect you to remember this. Uh, the original story for this episode involved the sabotage of a school play, but was changed partially for reasons of time. The story, was, as it was intended, was published in uh, a young adult Smallville novel called See No Evil. So, uh,
0: uh, sabotage is. of a school play. Yep, yep. So that was going to be like an invisible person sabotaging the school play? I'm that seems like low stakes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, it's
1: the first mention of Cadmus Labs in this episode?
0: Oh, I was going to ask. I, they just talk about Cadmus like I'm supposed to know what that is. Do <laughs> I know what that is? Uh,
1: if you pay attention to comics or if you've watched Supergirl, uh, you might know what it is. Um, but Oh, that's where
0: I've heard it before. Yeah. I've heard it on, on Supergirl. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, here, it's basically, you just see the, the logo on Lex's uh, laptop. Like, it's 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 something that he's checking in on. It seems to be something that's part of Luther Corp. But I can tell you that in Supergirl, uh, Lex Lex's mother, uh, Lillian, was in charge of it. And it was, like, to basically kick all aliens off of Earth. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we'll see where it goes in this episode. Uh, oh, another big trivia... Um, is that this episode is one of many television appearances that the American Red Cross made this year in an attempt to strengthen its brand recognition. This is hmm. also in 24 and CSI this year.
0: Wow. Well. So. Okay, the reason I like this episode, other than Azura Sky and Vampire Steve, <coughs> is Lex. Because Lex is very smart. We think that... Lex doesn't know that a jurist guy has the hots for him, but he yeah. knows, and he's he's very nice to her. And yeah. after the watch is discovered, that, you know, in her possession, they have to leave. He's like, "Yeah, I mean, he's nice about it. He's not ugly. Yeah.
1: He's like, here's some. I'm going to give you some money so you can get your kids some help, but I'm going to have to fire you because you <laughs> probably wouldn't. Because be, I can't like, have yeah."
0: I can't yeah. have thieves living here, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, but yeah. And and when Clark's like, you know, she's got a crush on you. Yeah, it's a schoolgirl crush. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't – he's just nice about it. Right. And then also when Clark goes to him and says, you know, Victoria, we saw her in your room, and she was going through your laptop, and she was <laughs> – he's like, I know that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's like – He's like we're playing a game. She yeah. makes a move, and I, he's he's it's it's like Lex and Victoria are using each other. They know they're using each other, and mm-hmm. it's just different. That's just how they do. That's just them. And then <laughs> you know? when
1: Lionel shows up, it gets even more uncomfortable. Like Lex is using her against him, and and Lionel is thinking that he's getting that Lex is getting played, but Lex, you know, is like, no, I'm not.
0: Yeah. So that's great. Yay, Lex.
1: <laughs> I like Lex's little story about the watch. Um, we find out about his mother, Lillian, who is alive in Supergirl, uh, but died before Smallville. And um, just she died from heart problems. That's all we really know. And that she gave Lex a watch with uh, a Napoleon Frank in it because Napoleon had his mother painted into like a portrait of one of his victories, even though his mother was dead. So it's like yeah. a, it's like I'm always gonna be there for you. I'm, yeah. I'm this is that's very special. Nice. That's a very special match. Um so okay, so um yeah, did you think that it was uh, Vampire Steve the entire time?
0: Yes, because I've watched a genre show before. <laughs> I know that they always throw you off with one like what is the point of her having a brother?
1: Yeah, yeah. But yeah. for
0: him to be the one that's protective of her and yeah. Uh, defending her uh you know uh defending her honor or yeah. sticking up for her or whatever yeah
1: yeah so they f- he like found some sort of like crypt- uh, uh excuse me not kryptonite we don't know what kryptonite <laughs> is meteor rock uh rose oil or something and like covered himself with it i like how freaky it looks like when uh chloe put some of that stuff on her fingers and she yeah
0: like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah she was like oh my god she was scared she was like i'm i'm going to disappear <laughs>
1: I like how this this story is kind of like a ghost story to begin with. You think that Lux's house is haunted because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's playing all those. And I think that's basically what um, they want you to believe. Vampire Steve wanted, wanted him to believe, but I shouldn't yeah. should say Jeff because boy, I didn't yeah,
0: know that scene. Do that. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, that scene where Jeff had wrote on the walls with the paint, leave. you know, leave yeah, all yeah. over the walls. That looked really cool, but I was like Okay, let's get on with it
1: <laughs> Yeah, it was like a haunted room
0: Mm-hmm
1: Yeah uh, uh,
0: Oh, Oh. oh this to... is oh. where we get to the When you said that the needles So Clark has to tell Lana that he's afraid of needles afraid of That's needles. why he can't, he can't give blood
1: Yeah Boy, it's going to get a lot quieter on this podcast Once winter comes I just want to tell that to the <laughs> listeners I apologize yet again
0: Yeah, when we get to uh, A quarter of the way through Spaville At <laughs> yeah. winter time when,
1: yeah,
0: when I don't we're know, coming. we're making good
1: We're making good uh, time I, I, Yeah, totally um, Oh, I like this turn of phrase um, So We should talk about the Lana and Whitney situation here And Lana and the Beanery Is having this argument with Whitney Whitney's let her down yet again um, And then In, in Clark and Chloe are, like, watching. And then you just, they're like, oh, oh, she's coming over. Let's pretend we are not we weren't watching. Yeah. And Lana just walks up and she just says, thanks for the courtesy clueless. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, so, Whitney.
0: oh, that really nice scene of Clark and Lana on the porch. You know, like I said, we don't mm-hmm. know how Lana feels about Clark. And they almost kiss, but Aunt Nell... Interrupts some, um, And she's like Clark do you know What time it is
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep That one in my back pocket Because that's a good one Do you know What time it is Oh, oh it's probably Time for me to leave Huh mm-hmm. uh, We did find out A little bit of Smallville history Here as well That Aunt Nell And Jonathan Used to be a thing
0: They did date mm-hmm. But she was She must have Got her heart broken Because uh, she doesn't Talk about it In the end Okay, so then Clark has to leave, but he and Lana make plans for her to come. You know, uh, Lana, have you ever seen the uh, the sunset from my loft? Mm. Yeah, I have. huh
1: <laughs> And Pete's like, yeah, that was a good line. You said that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Pete's the guy you go to for girls and football
0: <laughs> <laughs> And then Then Lana's like oh 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 yeah But every every sunset's different So that's why you need to look at all or, You know <laughs> so, so you know that something's Going to happen uh-huh. in between That scene <sighs> And the next night When Lana goes to his loft uh, So it's because
1: Like another great example of why Clark Kent is, like, the best person that you can be. Like, like the, and, and he's still learning, but in the end, you know, Clark Kent Prime, like, a grown Superman adult Clark Kent, would probably be like, immediately, like, I'm going to tell Lana that I'm not, you know, that this is not right, and here's why. But Clark kind of struggles with it. But in the end, he does the right thing because... The reason why Lana is being pushed his way, and you know, Clark decides to be more proactive in this episode, is because Whitney's being distant. And the reason why Whitney's being distant is because his dad is in a lot of like has some heart problems or something like that. He's sick. Yeah. In a bad way.
0: There's some medication that's a heart medic because that's why Lex talks about he knew what it was because his mother took it. And that's how we know that Lex's mom had a heart. Issue.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. And another bit of interesting uh, Clark Power stuff here is that he helps Whitney put, you know, pick the prescription up, and put it back, give it back to him, and he puts it in his backpack and he walks away. And Clark naturally X-rays it, but he seems to zoom in on the word. So I'm like, does he have X-ray and telescopic vision already? <laughs> so, um, so we get this gorgeous loft scene. Mm -hmm. And uh, let me tell you a little bit of trivia here. Um, uh, The uh, Who's it? I think it was Miles Millar, um, co-executive producer, said that the two best scenes of the season are in this episode. And one is the near kiss, and the other one is this scene right here. He's like like two of his favorites. But this scene is actually a huge and very expensive screw-up in production. Um, Because as much as we'd like to explore Like to believe that outside that loft Is all like natural (laughs) Like that is a a sunset That they caught and everything is beautiful And this is not on a studio set It is all green screen Oh Uh, yeah So the production uh, Basically set it up that Establishing shot Clark and Lana standing in front of the green screen You see the sun setting in the background The rest of the scene would be just close ups Back and forth back and forth close ups Uh, so this, uh, second director, the assistant director shot this scene and he did like all of it, like with the green screen in the background. Like you were supposed to kind of be, I think camera like close up from the outside of the barn, looking into the barn. So you wouldn't have to pay for all that green screen. Yeah. It was, they ended up having to do 17 different green screen shots for that scene. And it was like a $50,000 mistake. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> so but they said it was totally worth it. It was a beautiful scene. Yeah, insane.
0: yeah. Well, just Midwest. like the fireworks, it's like you know this is the Midwest, and we have this big sky, and we are constantly trying to fill up the sky mm-hmm. with something that looks good. Yeah, and I guess yeah. I've never been to the Midwest. I don't know. <laughs> I've just well, we um. It.
1: Our friends on iZombieUZombie, I mean, we should put on sometime and tell them to watch a couple of these episodes and be like, is this Kansas? Because they live in Kansas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think they
0: live – don't they live in the city, though? They live like in downtown yeah. uh, Topeka. Like to, I don't even know cities in Kansas. <laughs>
1: uh, I like the special effects scene here where Jeff uh, – Throws a mace to Clark's face and it
0: like explodes. Oh, crumbles. Yeah, like yeah. shatters. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. And then the they're paint. They're going to paint the uh, antiques room. It's got paint and yeah, uh, of course. It's yeah. Natural. So yeah, Clark throws P- Pete. That's not Pete. What's his name? Jeff. Jeff into the scaffolding where the uh, paint is. The paint drips on him, and you just see his <laughs> outline of his body. That was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, but it was kind of like, oh, it's so nice that that was there. <laughs> you
0: know? mm-hmm. And it's just like, he gets thrown into it and just kind of collapses. and it's Yeah, like, like oh, how fortunate uh, <laughs> it is that Jeff is unresponsive. <laughs> yeah. He's like, knocked out, not and, moving. I don't know, like the a hospital dummy. takes
1: him away, and I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't actually talk about the sunset scene, though, because... Um, again, like he could have just been like, like Lana is there and ready for the kiss. Like,
0: yeah, it almost She's happened like, and That's... now
1: it's co- bring it on. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it's gotta happen.
1: And, uh, he starts talking about how you need to talk to Whitney. And then it's just perfect bit of writing here. Lana looks at, and the sunset has already passed and she says, Oh, look, we missed it. You know? Yep. <laughs> and it's like, ah, uh, yep, Clark missed that opportunity. And yep, our
0: time long. is up. It's pa- time, our time has passed.
1: And another, like, Moby Clark next to his telescope scene to end the episode.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ah, so,
1: uh, did you have any other stuff to talk about for sure?
0: Oh, I just like when Pete is, you know, giving Clark pointers on, he needs to, um, script out his, you know, what's gonna happen at the, at the, the, the sunset loft scene. (laughs) Uh, he's like, he's like, uh, Clark's like, I just, I'm just gonna fly by the seat of my pants and (laughs) Pete's like, you're not a flying kind of guy, Clark. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: I, I did note here, this is uh, Tom Welling's first shirtless scene since being hung up on a scarecrow. And then I wrote, Oh, and it's Pete's first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's when the... They're giving...
1: The locker Yeah,
0: there's so many episodes where there's got to be that bullying guy yeah. that gives people a hard time.
1: That freaking asshole. Mm-hmm. Um
0: uh Clark like turtles on everyone
1: yeah
0: <laughs> you know she's in love with you you know she was going through your laptop <laughs>
1: yeah. he's an honest guy and he's mm-hmm. he's good to his friends um i do like how amy is just like very blatantly obviously jealous of victoria like dumps all that that tray of drinks. On yeah, her.
0: and when she walks away, she's like, ah, "You don't deserve him." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and and Victoria's like, "What? <laughs> what I do?"
1: I did like uh, the effect of her being held underwater and those invisible hands on her. Yeah,
0: anyways. that was a good scene.
1: And uh, yeah, Clark saw his uh, second naked girl when he saves Victoria. Of course, she's wrapped in like, like a shower curtain or something.
0: Oh, uh, it was her bathrobe. He put it over bathrobe. her. Yeah, that's right. Because you know he's an honorable guy. And just like over the season, you know, Lex is like Clark, you got to go for Lana. If I was you, I would just go for it. And so <laughs> then, then uh, Clark is like, okay, I'm gonna go for it. And yeah. then he was like, oh, Whitney's, oh, he's, I, I have sympathy for Whitney now because his dad's sick. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I do
1: like that. Clark is like indulging in that, like you know, screw it, I'm going for it. And mm-hmm. I love the line where he's like. If you really want to thank Lana, don't talk
0: about Whitney. Oh yeah, I liked that <laughs> because you know she's thinking. What, what does that mean? Does that mean that you just don't like Whitney because you're like guy rivals, or you don't you don't <laughs> like him because you, you like boy. me?
1: She yeah, has to know. Come on, so obvious, so obvious. Uh, anything
0: else? Uh. Clark is good at finding needles in haystacks because he lives on a farm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was great. Uh, yeah, it's just so funny because he just kind of like looks down. He's like, nope, not in here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't see it. <laughs> I was like, How do you and, even know? Yeah, and Lex was like moving furniture <laughs> looking for it when you walked in the room.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm, so, I'm so glad you're having so much fun watching this show with me. It's oh, it's
0: hilarious. really good. It really yeah. is. I like I like that it's not so uh, freak of the week. Yeah, I like the freaks of the week when you know when it's a good, compelling character. But I just want to know what Lana and Chloe and Pete and Clark <laughs> are doing in high school, Yay. having parties and stuff, yeah. and going to <laughs> museums, and uh, and Lana's having a birthday party. I mean, I just want to blood drive. Yeah,
1: <laughs> all sorts of activities going on yeah. in school.
0: Uh, what I did could wanna, be next?
1: I did want to start doing this at the end of every uh, episode, every podcast is ask you what was your episode of the week? Which one of these is your favorite?
0: Oh, that's hard because yeah, I know, right? <laughs> because Craven was it was you know so campy and ridiculous. <laughs> it's and, definitely but, not
1: Jitters. You didn't like Jitters.
0: Jitters was my least favorite. That was okay. terrible. And Rogue was good because of you know Clark thinking about killing somebody. And Shemberg was great because of Vampire Steven and your guy. And all the Lex <laughs> stuff. All the great Lex character stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Victoria can go jump off of-
1: a. <laughs> Victoria's hot.
0: <laughs> I mean, she is beautiful in a 2002 kind of way. <laughs> I think she's
1: perfectly fine for 2017. <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: Well, if she if she doesn't come back... I won't, I won't miss her, but...
1: So she drowns in a tub, we'll know it's your fault?
0: <laughs> yeah, she just needs to go back to Wales or wherever she's from.
1: <laughs> so which is your favorite?
0: I don't know, it's so I'll hard. Say I'll say
1: mine. My favorite is Rogue, obviously. It's just the best one. I just think it's. it's got Metropolis stuff, it's got a couple of great stunts, uh, Sam Phelan. It's amazing to have like a villain... That does not have any superpowers, but still, like, pushes Clark. Yeah.
0: Yeah, puts Clark in such a situation where he feels powerless.
1: Yeah, amazing how that can work. How somebody with no superpowers can be an incredible villain in Clark's life. (laughs) So, my pick is Rogue, totally.
0: Hmm.
1: And it's it's almost like an easy pick because that's the mythology episode out of the four, but I just got to give it up for Rogue seems like you like Shimmer the most. It's, it's tied between Shimmer and Craving, I think, for you.
0: Yes, it is. It is. I'm going to say Shimmer because right. I have the most notes of Shimmer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're definitely – we're past an hour, so we should wrap this up. You sh- want, want to know what's coming up next?
0: Yeah, let me guess. Let me. Uh, you tell me the titles and I'll guess what they're going to be about.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is great. <laughs> Hug.
0: Oh, gosh. I don't know. Somebody that squeezes somebody. Okay. All right. Leech. Ooh. Ooh, gross. Okay. So somebody that sucks somebody's blood but is not a vampire?
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, kinetic.
0: Kinetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kinetic. Well, that's like kinetic movement, mm-hmm. but it's going to be different than jitters. Okay.
1: And this should be pretty obvious to you if you've been paying attention. Zero.
0: Oh, really? So, is it? Do we? Is it a flashback, or do we go to Metropolis and visit Club Zero? Do we find out more about Lex's backstory?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I will tell you that uh, there will be. And uh, don't cheat. Do not cheat, because I, okay. I, I will know. Uh, every everybody will know if you cheat. There is an Evangeline Lilly uh, cameo coming up in these four episodes that I think is more blatant. As a matter of fact, I think she has a line. (laughs) Okay, I'll look for. But, uh, yeah. Good batch of episodes coming up. And uh, I believe it's... it's, uh, Let me look look at my episode guide here. Another four episodes, and... Oh, wait, no, I thought it was our penultimate uh podcast of season one, but it's our anti-penultimate. It's the podcast before the podcast before the end of the season.
0: <laughs> okay, so we have three more, three more podcasts, and then the season ends.
1: Three more podcasts of season one, yes.
0: Okay. Awesome.
1: Oh, I forgot to mention that DJ Caruso directed Shimmer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the guy who did... Like,
1: Eagle, uh, Eagle... Eagle... I, uh,
0: Disturbia.
1: Like Disturbia. hmm Triple X2. It's his only episode of Smallville, though. So. Anyway, we'll see everybody next week, or next time. Depends how, how much we don't want to wait uh, to get done with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Somebody save me. Bye. Bye.